you for joining us for episode three in the Stewardship series on the First Lutheran Podcast. Today, Pastor Lars, Mason, and I will discuss stewarding faith, Luke 17, verses 5 through 10. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say this to the mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, Come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, Prepare supper for me, put on your apron, and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, We are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. And welcome to the third episode of our mini-series on stewardship here at First Lutheran. Uh, We have Pastor Lars and Jody here again. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us again. And this week we are talking about stewarding faith. And as you just heard, we it's Luke chapter 17, verses 5 through 10, specifically when the apostles say to the Lord, increase our faith. That's kind of an oxymoron in itself. So, Pastor Lars, could you explain what the apostles are, are referencing here? Yeah, the uh, apostles are a subset of uh, Jesus' disciples, a subset of the Twelve, a couple of the select ones that he's uh, commissioned to send out into the world. That's what actually apostle means, one who is sent out to be to bring a message out into the world. And uh, they've already been sent out earlier in the Gospel of Luke, and they've uh, been casting out demons and healing people of illness uh, and proclaiming the kingdom of God. That's really the message that's going out there. And uh, here they're being asked to go and forgive the sins of their neighbors uh, 70 times, not just today, not just 70 times cumulatively, but 70 times every day. Uh, And they're saying, you got to be kidding me. Uh, increase our faith. We don't know how to do this. Apparently, the, the tools that we have, the, the skill that, we, that you've given us, uh, the power that's within us can't do that. It'll never f- be over. It'll, we'll never finish the job with what you've given us. So increase our faith. Give us more so that we can get the job done. What it sounds like is they're just, they're running out of time in the day, right? They're trying to be more productive, And that's kind of how we've been measuring faith all along is that we want it to be something that we can just naturally try harder at or be more efficient at and we can just get more of it. Right. That if somehow somehow if we're not making a big enough a big enough difference into the world that we just need more faith, uh, that somehow there's a there's a scale that we're on that's we're not quite high enough to to accomplish what God is asking us for us, and so then we need more of this mythical substance called faith in order to get it done to do something. And that way, faith becomes a lot just of the way that the world works, right? Uh, the more we have, the more we can do. It becomes a resource in order to be used rather than the gift of God itself. Some of that, I think, comes to where we put it. You know, we're so conditioned, even from the time we're kids, to grow up to put everything we have into our school, into our family, into our work. And faith maybe is an afterthought for some people. And so we feel like we put everything into everything else, and now, oh, I don't have any left to give, to put into faith. And so how do we get something back from that? And Mason, I think you're right. We reach this point where 
we think we can get more if we do more. If we're if we're able to just give a little bit more this time, maybe we'll we'll be more faithful somehow. And I think that's maybe just a backwards way of looking at it. I think you're absolutely right. That is the backwards way of looking at it. That faith is the result of what we do, rather than faith is the result of God's word being given to us. That faith is created and sustained by God's promise to us, and that's where we live. And so how do we start to steward something like faith? When we say steward faith, I don't think we mean manage it for each other, kind of put it in its right place and and use it uh, judiciously and carefully so that it does its work in the world. Rather, um, uh, so that it can increase for us, you know, kind of like a bank account. The more we put in, the more it'll grow, the more we'll save it, and mm-hmm. eventually we'll have enough to use. I, the faith is not something of the world. It's not something that works like our talents and time and, and skills and whatever it is that we put into our business or our work or the things that we're developing in the world. Faith is not something to accumulate and and keep and store up for a day. It is either you either have God's word and promise or you don't. You either uh, have faith or you don't. It's an on-off kind of thing, not a uh, not a growing sort of thing. Even though people use that term a lot, I'm growing in my faith, that's what Jesus is actually um, critiquing the disciples, the apostles on in this passage. Yeah, and I, I would say that that is like the most common phrase with faith that I hear a lot of times with my friends, my family is like, oh, we're growing in faith or that we're going from here to there. And that's where this passage specifically is striking me that it, it kind of flips it on its head saying when the apostles ask, grow my faith, increase my faith. Jesus turns that to say that we're not thinking about how to grow your faith. We're thinking about Christ, the cross, his death and what does that mean for us that you can actually bestow faith from those things? Yeah. I mean, Jesus even picks it up. If you had the faith of a mustard seed, just the smallest little seed, this tiny little bit, uh, it's a little bit of a, of a misnomer for people because they instantly already hear, well, it's little, uh, but then you maybe could grow it. But what he's really saying is even faith of the tiniest bit, is everything that you need. You could throw a mulberry bush into the sea and you could build a mountain out of nothing just with the simplest word from God. Um, so when he's talking about that mustard seed, he's not saying, if you had this much, you could do a ton. But if you had even more, you could do much more than that. No, he's saying when you have just even the smallest bit of faith, you have the whole of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You have everything that God has been working to put into your life. It's that new life of Christ that comes through his promise, not through our careful hoarding, uh, managing, and storing up of things like faith, as if it was some sort of a substance to put in our backpack for later. Yeah, and that's almost a nice way to put it. Like, you can't have more of a promise. Like, you have the promise or you're not. Once you have the promise, like, whether you accept it or you don't, or whether you like it or you don't, like, if you were promised this, you, you... you have the promise like in full. Right. Well, and it's really, I mean, it's not something you can measure. It's not like you can say I'm more faithful than someone else or I have more faith than someone else. I mean, I think to me, the mustard seed, that's what that means. It, it means it doesn't matter how much or how little you think you have. It's not something that can be measured. And it's more something that is, like you said, 
if you have it, you have it. That's mm-hmm. it. And that's his point, too, when he gets into the rest of those examples uh, of a servant who's out in the field plowing and tending the sheep all day. Uh, does he come in and say, wow, I've really stored up a lot of, a lot of goodwill. I've done my job for the day. Uh, I can come in and say to the master, I'm taking a break for a little while. If faith is a substance in like something like goodwill or a good reputation or um, an honor that you can come in and say, okay, I've done enough. I've, I've worked hard enough for one day. Now I'm just going to take a few days off. This is what happens in our, in our relationships, in our businesses where we accumulate and we store up for things like retirement. And when we get to a certain point, we can say, it's time to rest. It's time to relax. But faith isn't that. You can't store it up for tomorrow, for the next years, to have enough to last you out. It's used up right now. It's always given away. And so when I'm talking about stewardship and stewarding of faith, I'm talking about giving it away fully and completely. Because as much as you give away, if it's on or off, you still have it. Instead of, I gave away 90% of my faith today, so I only have 10. I better work a little bit on gathering that up. No, you give it all away because it can't run out. There's no more to be had. Right, and I feel like that's kind of what the apostles are getting at. Maybe that's why Jesus uses this example is that you have this, the apostles feeling like, oh, we're out there all day long giving faith to these people, forgiving people 70 times. I've gave, forgiven 70 people today. Like I'm, I'm just worn out. I'm an introvert. Oh my goodness. Talking to 70 people. And Jesus says, well, if you're a slave, do you feel like your, your work's done? You get a, a reward for your job well done? Well, the, the job is endless. Like it, there's no, there's no actual end to it. This is not a, a how to of, of how to give more faith out there. Right. No, this is a, uh, we give faith. We continue to give away the gift of God, this word that comes in the promise, this word in Jesus Christ. And uh, because it's not a thing that can be accumulated, when you give it to somebody else, they're going to also lose it and it's not going to grow for them. Um, And so that's the point. They're not going to be changed and say, look at all this faith I'm carrying around. I must be a better person now. So Today, you forgave them 70 times. Tomorrow, you have to forgive them 70 times. The work is endless in this way. But it also never diminishes because the word goes and does its work. Every time, as little as you give it. If you give it to your spouse or your child or your friend, that little word in Christ that gives the kingdom of his forgiveness and mercy makes the whole kingdom appear for them. Mm -hmm. Not a bit of it, not a growing part, but the whole of it. So every time you're giving just one word of it, you're giving the whole. So we don't have to worry about where we're giving it and who we're giving it to and if they're going to make enough of it, if it's going to be profitable into the world. We just give it because whatever we have, we give to those around us. That's what stewarding is about. And I think that comes back to, you know, what I mentioned earlier as far as We feel like we put everything into these other aspects, and now faith is sort of an afterthought. But if if being a steward is your purpose, then that becomes what you're doing 24 hours a day. And everything else then revolves more around that rather than the opposite direction. So 
your work, your um, family, all of those things come back to how does that make you a steward or how are you being a steward and how do those things kind of tie together? Right. I think it starts where we're saying everything is a gift from God, including this faith that we have been given. Uh, And so instead of using that to say, how am I going to get a reward? How is it going to become something that I'm given more of? We start to say, everything that I am, everything that I do is a gift from God. And it starts in faith. It starts from that knowledge that we are stewards of God's uh, blessings, stewards of God's mercies, stewards of the mysteries of God that people need to hear about, that people need to have. Mm -hmm. And so we need not fear about fear whether or not we're going to give it in the right fashion or give it in the most and best ways. We're going to give it freely, uh, without reservation. We're going to be stewards of God's word, stewards of the faith that Jesus has sent us out to give. Um, And then all of the things that we do, Jody, like um, work, uh, play, teaching, um, being part of the community, all of those then flow out of our faith and our stewardship of God's word, not as a result of that. And that's the, the, the other half of this, these examples where the, the servant is saying, don't I get a reward yet? Rather than, no, that's the work. That's the life of faith. That's the life of, uh, of uh, a Christian in the kingdom is to never be done telling and sharing this good news of Jesus Christ. So one question I guess I have, going back to the actual passage, is we talk about the servant who's been out working most likely all day, uh, comes in and is ready to rest, and now we're saying that that your purpose isn't done. Your purpose is to serve someone else. How is that being a steward? Right. Again, when we get locked into this idea of increase-decrease, very understanding of the how the world works for us in our in our everyday lives. We get into this kind of idea. And then you can hear kind of the uh, hope that you're always having to work for Jesus. You're you're a servant at all times, and uh, it's never going to end, and you can start to feel burdened by this. But that's exactly what we're getting at, that the work of faith is not like the world's work. It's not a work until you're you're, uh, exhausted and all the way to the bone. It's giving the word as it is because we're stewards of the word. And so we even, as Christians, have this commandment from God to take a rest, to rest on the Sabbath. But we know that that's not just to sit back and put your feet up and say, I've done a good job. The Sabbath is a day of rest in God's word to be given that uh, to be restored to new life in the kingdom rather than to be saying, it's all on my shoulders. I've done it all. Uh, I can even take a break as a pastor from preaching for a day. Why? Well, because I know that the people in my congregation, the people in my community, the Christians all around will be proclaiming this word, giving this word. So you can take a rest, but the work of forgiving, the work of giving the kingdom doesn't end even when you're resting, right? And I'm not going to get a reward and have a time to say, I can just sit back because I've done enough. Yeah, and that I'm, that's what it means to that God is giving you the freedom to go ahead and live your vocation. And part of that is that when your entire life is living out through your faith, like you said earlier, that through your faith, you're out there living your vocation. Right. So even in your daily work or your daily play, whatever it is that you're doing, you are being 
steward of the faith, steward of God's word for the world. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it is. I mean, if we're going to talk about rewards, it's not rest being the reward. It's faith is the reward. So why wouldn't we want to just give that to everybody everywhere we go to give them the promise of Christ so that they would have the true rich reward and treasure that God has placed into the world in Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us for episode three. Be sure to join us next time as Pastor Jeff, Jordan, and Mason discuss stewarding thanks, Luke 17, verses 11 through 19.